This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. It's fall in many areas of the country, and soon it will be fall in other parts of the country. Here are some tips to help you make it your best fall ever. First, a challenge. Fall signifies fourth quarter for most businesses. What revenues do you want? What profits do you want? How much cash do you want to save for the first quarter of 2020? Instead of just thinking about these answers, write them down. For those of you who are driving, listening to this podcast, wait until you can safely write your answers down. And the reason I tell you to do this is there's something magical about putting things down on pieces of paper. Many years ago, I used to teach a class called BOSS, which was Business Owner Survival School. And part of BOSS was goals and objectives. And I had a guy come to BOSS and write them down and what he wanted to do in the next five and 10 years, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Threw him in his drawer when he got back and just basically forgot about him. So I get an email from him probably five or six years later saying, you're not going to believe this. And usually by the time somebody says that to me, I am going to believe it. He said, I was cleaning out my desk the other day and I found the goals that I had written down for these five years that I did in class. I was absolutely amazed and shocked that I had accomplished most of them. Now, he didn't look at them every day. He didn't put them up on a wall. He didn't do anything like that. He just wrote them down and threw them in a drawer. And the fact that he wrote them down, threw them in a drawer, got his mind started thinking towards achieving those goals. So you can be really, you know, diligent about it and put them up on walls and, you know, those types of things. Or you can write them down and just kind of let it go into your subconscious and help you just move towards the right direction. Just write them down is what I'm telling you, asking you, pleading you to do is to write them down. That's the first step in making sure that you do have a really cool fall. All right. So let's assume you do write them down. Then what happens? You know, you might change and say, okay, this is what I want to do for the quarter. This is what I need to do for the month. This is what I need to do revenue wise every single day. And you can even break it down into service replacement and maintenance. If you want to get really, really sticky about it and really, really detailed about it, that's fine. And then you look at it every week and you say, okay, I did it or I didn't do it. Why did we do it? Why didn't we do it? Did we do marketing? Was it a great weather week? You know, why, what happened? Can we make it happen again? Or can we do something so that it doesn't happen again? Any of those types of things are really, really cool. So I'm going to get into that more after the break. But before the break, I want to talk about some really easy to do, really easy to think about marketing ideas that you can do to help make this the best fall ever. Number one, I want to remind you that marketing and advertising does not have to cost a lot. The cheapest forms of advertising are trucks and business cards. Yeah. Business cards, 500 of them, no more than 20 bucks for the most part, unless you're doing some elaborate business card, which probably doesn't happen too often in our industry. So think about it. Just, you know, 20 bucks for business cards, you want to give them away as much as you can. And we'll talk about that in a second. So your trucks broadcast a lot about your business. They really do. You know, are they clean inside and out? A dirty truck means a dirty job, period, to a customer. 
you know, in the mind of your female customers, if one of your guys walks in, drives in, and has parts falling out the back of his truck simply because he doesn't take the time to clean it, the customer's initially going to assume a messy job or can that person actually do what they say they're going to do? It's very subtle. Make sure the trucks are clean. And people see your trucks. They see them in neighborhoods and business parks and driving on streets. Make sure it's clean with large phone numbers and websites so that they see them on the sides as well as on the back. Now, I see websites on the side a lot. I don't always see websites on the back. There's a lot of times you're sitting in a light and somebody's looking at the truck going, oh yeah, I need to do something about heating and air. And they'll take a picture with their cell phone of the back of your truck with phone number and website. And they'll go look up your website. You know, We are now in a very mobile world where people can easily snap a photo and look at it later. Okay, So make sure that you've got websites on the front, not on the front necessarily, but on the sides and on the back. They notice them. And they do take pictures of them at stop shine at stop signs. And now think about this. About 15 years ago, and yes, I still remember it. I was at my daughter's football game on a Friday evening and put a few business cards in my jeans pocket. I was talking with another parent at the game who was really interested in what we do. He was surprised. He was like shocked when I pulled out a somewhat soggy, yeah, it still was hot, card out of my back pocket. But I had one. And we ended up doing business together just because I had a soggy business card in my pocket at a football game that I was watching and my daughter being in the band. So have a business card with you at all times, okay? And what I would suggest is to make a habit of distributing 500 to 1,000 a year. People do keep them if they think that they will use your services. One of my customers kept them for we know at least 12 years. And the reason we knew that is the contractor had not used that design on their business card for at least 12 years. So you never, ever, ever know where a business card will be saved, will be stored, will be needed. Just have them with you all the time. Another thing that I'd like you to think about doing is to always wear clothing with your name on it. You should be totally proud of your business and proud to wear clothing, jackets, shirts with the name of your company on it. You will get stopped. You will get stopped in supermarkets, in malls, wherever you are, at the gas station, Um, people who need plumbing, electrical, heating, air conditioning, whatever, they will stop and ask questions. And these conversations can result in additional service calls and equipment sales. You have to ask, you know, Mrs. Jones, can I have my office set up a service call for you? Don't just answer their question. They wouldn't be asking a question unless they had a need. See whether you can set up a call, you know, a call to come out and look at their equipment, a call to come out and service their equipment, whatever. Just don't answer their questions. You've blown it at that point. Ask their questions and see whether you can set up a call. And of course, guess what you should have? A business card. (laughs) Terrific. So give them a business card and write down the number to call them at or an email address or something along those lines to set up a call or set up an appointment to go look at their equipment. You're always advertising the name of your business. You're always advertising your business. Make sure that you, number one, the clothes are clean, obviously, but they do have your name on it. And the other thing to remember is to always do things that are in the best interest of the customer. And this might sound kind of, you know, common sense and like, of course, why wouldn't I? 
But there are times where technicians don't say something and they really and truly should say something to the customer about what they see or to ask customer specific questions simply because they're afraid of getting a no or they're thinking, you know, I don't need that or they can't afford that. And I promise you, your technicians have no clue whether somebody can afford something or not. I've seen people in you know, mega houses with you know, Mercedes and Jaguars in the driveway who are so in debt up to their eyeballs that they really can't afford anything except on payments. I've seen people who look like they live in a trash can who pay for a system with $8,000 in a brown paper sack. So you never, ever, ever know whether somebody can or cannot afford something. The key is to make sure that um, they ask the question and not be afraid of doing things that are in the best interest of the customer. And I'm going to end this first segment with a story about that. Um, one of the contractors I worked with years ago, who is now since retired, was fanatical about maintenance agreements. They, you know, if somebody blew it on a maintenance, it was like a fate worse than death. They were fanatical about it. They took incredibly good care of their maintenance agreement customers. They re renewed 96% of them every single year. That's how good a job they took care of them. And one day he got a phone call from one of his maintenance customers, mad as can be. And this is what happened. They don't do duct cleaning. They didn't do duct cleaning at that point. And she needed her ducts clean. And they referred the customer to a colleague who did duct cleaning. And the duct cleaning person came to her home and explained, you know, about ducting and explained about high efficiency filters and explained about setback thermostats and the things that might make her more comfortable in her home. And she asked the guy, she said, well, shouldn't my air conditioning contractor have told me about that? And the guy just kind of got red faced and he said, yeah, probably. So she calls the company. Now, this has been somebody where a technician has been going in and out of her house twice a year for four or five years. So eight to 10 times at least really pissed, really, really mad, simply because why didn't one of your guys, I mean, you had eight people in my house. Why didn't one of them at least talk to me about this? And they almost lost that maintenance agreement customer because you lost the trust. Nobody asked the questions and nobody asked her whether she'd be interested in something like that. And as a result, they almost lost the maintenance customer. So the moral of the story is basically the fact that you've got to ask questions. Your techs have to ask questions and put their blinders, you know, take their blinders off. Make sure that they're in a situation where they ask the questions and sometimes they're surprised at the answers, sometimes that they're not. As long as they do things that are in the best interest of the customer, which means educating the customer, they'll be just fine. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I've seen my clients' salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask. Can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more. And the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at HVACTrustBooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. 
they've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area. Eliminate costly warranty leak repair headaches. Three years ago, Ruth King wrote a leak policy letter for one of her clients who was dealing with huge warranty leak issues. When she gave the letter to technicians and trained them on how to use it, warranty leaks went from zero, that's right, zero. Then, she gave the letter to one of her other clients and any contractor who wanted it. The results? The same. Zero warranty leak repairs. The unexpected benefits? An increase in replacement sales. Ruth shares the letter with anyone and everyone who wants it. So, get your sample leak policy letter for free. No strings, no catches, no guarantee of results. Go to hvacchannel.tv or call us at 877-520-4321. Click on the link in the middle of the homepage to get your free leak policy letter. I hope you experience zero warranty leak repairs and eliminate a major costly headache. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you some marketing things that you could do, easy things to do, things that don't cost a whole lot of money to help you have the best fall ever. And I left with a story. And that really illustrates the fact that you have to educate your customers. And they don't know. They're calling on you to be the experts. And a lot of times your technicians are not real comfortable asking the questions. And the only way, not only way, the best way I know of to get them comfortable is role play. And I can see the eyes rolling in the back of your heads as you're driving down the street or listening to this podcast somewhere because everybody hates role play. I promise you, if they can role play these situations in front of you or in front of their peers, when they get out in front of a customer, then guess what? They'll be able to ask the questions because there's a lot less pressure on them because they don't have X number of eyes of their peers watching them, seeing whether they're going to make a mistake. Role play. Please role play. And for those of you who are one and two man shops, role play with your wife and, and get comfortable asking the questions because it's a lot easier to do it in situations that are safe, that are comfortable, and that people will actually help you rather than in front of the customer for the very first time. All right. So role play is important in that sense. I, wa- I want to go back. I want to go back to the goals and the questions that I asked you at the very beginning of this podcast is like, what do you want? What do you want your profitability to be this fall? Generally, unfortunately, most contractors have a lousy first quarter and they spend the remaining nine months hoping for a busy, hot summer and hoping to be able to make up for the losses in first quarter. And they also sometimes run into cash flow issues in first quarter. So what I'd like you to do is sit down and think about how much cash you need to have in the bank that will make you comfortable going through first quarter. Different contractors have different thoughts about how much cash that they need. Most contractors I know want one of two things. They either want two months worth of payroll for everybody in the bank at all times, or they want three or four months of operating expenses, i.e. rent, utility bills, loan payments, da-da-da-da-da, in the bank at all times. So if first quarter hits, they know that they have enough cash saved up to be able to handle first quarter. And fourth quarter can be a really good quarter free wall. 
And what I would suggest that you do, and I would hope you do, is to start saving a little bit out of every job and of every service call that comes in the door. And here's how you do it. You get a check for $10,000. You put $100 in a savings account. I promise you, you can still operate on that $9,900. That $100 doesn't seem like a whole lot. Think about it. How many $10,000 jobs do you do or $5,000 jobs and you put $50 away? It doesn't matter. Take 1% and put it in a savings account and work backwards. So if you need $100,000 in savings, the likelihood is you're not going to get that much in a fall quarter, assuming it's 1%. Because if you need $100,000, it's $10 million. And it's hard to do $10 million for most of us in the fourth quarter of a year. However, you can start the process and you can get dollars in the bank and you can get a savings account start to be built up and then continue it through first quarter, which I know can be really tight and you may need to use it first quarter. However, at least you've got something saved up that way. The other thing you can do is you can save all of your maintenance agreement dollars. Remember that if you charge a customer in advance, and let's say you're charging a customer $200 because I can do that in my head, and $100 for the heating inspection and $100 for the cooling inspection is basically what we'll, what we'll make the assumptions of. If you can put all $200 in the bank and not have to use it to pay for the salaries and the expenses and overhead related to those maintenance checks, then do it, all right? That's a much quicker way than saving 1% of every dollar that comes in the door. A lot of you, especially as you're starting, can't do this. Save whatever you can. If you can say, you know, if Mrs. Jones pays you $200 and the heating check gets done and you still have a cooling check, put the other $100 in a savings account. You haven't earned that money anyway. Mrs. Jones paid you on a bet that you're going to be able to do your, her heating and her cooling check. So at least put the $100 away and it will start building up your savings account relatively quickly. It's important to do it and important to get in the habit of doing it. At some point in time, it may not be in year one or even year two or even year three, there will come a point in time, I promise you, where the dollars that you put in your savings account can stay there. And then you have other options. You have options like paying for trucks and cash and all the other fun things that are going on from that perspective. So think about how much cash you're going to need for first quarter and start putting a plan together to put at least that much in savings so that you don't have to have sleepless, have sleepless nights January, February, and March of next year. So that's the cash flow for 2020. And the other thing I would suggest that you do is that if you had a really phenomenal year this year and you're going to pay taxes, go sit down with your accountant now. It's still September and October. You can do some tax planning at this point. Uh, December, it's too late. And more than likely, they'll say establish some bonus plans or some bonus structures or 401ks or some sort of retirement plans to give the money to your employees and you rather than the feds. Uh, that's generally what's happening. If an accountant tells you, well, go out and buy trucks, and some of them do, 
if you use your cash in December, you may not have it for first quarter. I give you that warning now. I've seen too many contractors over the years who actually buy a bunch of trucks for cash so that they can save on taxes this year and run into a severe cash flow problem in February or March of next year because they used all their money to buy trucks and not pay taxes. Be careful, be prudent. Okay. So what we talked about today will help you have the best fall ever. A few marketing ideas, make sure you wear clothing with your name on it, make sure that you always have business cards, make sure your trucks are there, uh, having your phone number and your website address on the back and on the sides of your truck. Make sure that you're always doing things in the best interest of the customer and educating the customer. Put your planning down for 2020, i.e. how much cash will you need for first quarter, and figure out your revenues and expenses for fourth quarter. Write it down and put the plan together. It will take you all of 10 minutes. So those things can help you have the best first quarter ever. Again, thank you for listening, and thank you for listening to this podcast and joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.